Hey, what's happening, my friends? It's friggin' 8.13 on the 16th of September, 2020. Been a long day, but a good day. Got some topics of discussion. Quite the cast of characters today. Love them all. Jeez, all kinds of crazy stuff went on. Um, most of it good. I'm tired, I'm fulfilled. You know? Feel good doing this work, interacting with people, caring about them genuinely, finding ways to make people smile, to make people think, to make people feel better. And so, any day that I can reflect upon that is a good fucking day. It was a beautiful, chilly 45 degrees on the way in to the office today. Um, So fall has uh, officially begun. Got some leaves falling off of my big-ass oak tree overhangs Healthy Balance. Got some new patients calling up, signing up feels like something. I mean, I've I've been in practice for 16 years, but there have been times when, especially early on, when it was very difficult to get the word out about, you know, the type of care that we render here. I feel like the word is, after more than a decade, it's, it's really out there. I mean, we put our fucking entire heart into this, and we got standing room only, man. We got half-hour appointments during a pandemic, and the phone's ringing. Appointment slots are booked, and uh, so it feels good to be busy and be productive and be helping. So that's good, right? Work is such a big part of our lives. So many people hate their work. But in Healthy Balance, there are people who you'll encounter that uh, colorful characters and strong personalities and people that are just they need our help and they just bounce it off of them you know they come in and they come in hurting sometimes they come in depressed they come in needing somebody to believe in them and care for them and they go out feeling like all those boxes have been checked I think. I mean, that's my goal anyway. You know, I talked to a lot of people recently um, that are retired. And this one gentleman I spoke to recently. So what you doing, man? You got any hobbies? What do you, what do, you do? Somebody said, this guy, uh, this friend of mine, he, he uh, is not retired yet and does not want to retire like myself. Now, of course, I can say that at 45. It certainly would be nice. My line is that it would be nice someday to be able to retire, right? To have the money saved up and have your bills paid and your kids taken care of and off flying the nest. Leaving the nest. Not too far, though. And it'd be nice to have the luxury to sit back and just reflect upon the work that you've done and the the road behind, the path behind you and 
focus on doing some things you really want to do. And as I've said before, I'm fortunate to do some things that I really enjoy in life. My life is good, my work is good, my family is good for the most part. You know, I mentioned you got some people close to us that have been dealing with some health concerns. That's just a fact of life, my friends. What are you going to do? But uh, this guy was telling me about retirement. Uh, He said, you know, you know what what old people do is they sit around, and that's what that's what that's what a lot of people do in retirement. They just sit around and do nothing. Maybe they watch TV, or maybe they you know read the newspaper, but they do a lot of sitting around as evidenced by all the friggin' commercials with formerly Wilford Brimley, God rest his soul, and now it's uh, Joe Namath. And he's getting pretty long in the tooth. Uh, QVC and all that shit. You know? They just sit around and look at the tube and look at pictures and sounds, listen to sounds, and they, they think about the past. They think about their wake not their death weight comes out like they're what's behind them like if they were drive riding a boat their wake that is created by the path that they've taken it gives like it gives some indication of of you know what they've done well the wake you know it's behind you first of all and it dissipates as you move forward so all the stuff that you did in the past it's significant in if you learn from it and if you savor those memories and experiences. But I think that you have to keep building things. You have to keep growing, keep learning. And so I try to do that. I like to, I like to be able to, to learn new things. Uh, while a lot of people are just content watching football games or their favorite sport and drinking beer and cooking barbecue. Which, I mean, are all good things. Spend your life however you want. I'm not judging anyone. I'm just pondering, I guess, where I'm at. But, yeah, this guy said that, you know, people do when they retirement, when they get old, they just they just sit around. That's what people do when they retire. And I'm telling them to get a hobby. <laughs> it's a great guy. does do a lot of reading, so. Friend of mine. <clears throat> so that's interesting, anyway. Just some... Th- opening thoughts. I did have a good friend uh, today who is fortunately, I'm honored that this person is listening, uh, is a listener, values in some way what I have to say. And so that means a lot to me because I'm trying to be genuine. I'm trying to be positive and motivating, make people think, make people laugh, tell a story trying to leave something and I'm proud that you know for my lack of writing consistency like I'll have a moment where an idea will something will move me and then in my mind I'll already start writing and then I'll put it to a Facebook post and I'll be prolific I'll, I'll, I'll write a really good piece I get a lot of nice comments on it. Somebody said a while back, a few weeks ago, uh, you should save all these and put them in a book because it's really good writing. It makes me happy. It makes me feel mo- 
motivated to, to do more writing. But I, I, I lose consistency with it. I don't know if it's time or what, but <clears throat> I fail to really to write as much and as well as I would like. I know what I'm waiting for, but I am... I do have my stream of consciousness going here, so I am recording my thoughts, and at least some of them are good, I hope. Um, This podcast, this Anchor podcast platform has been awesome. If they ever said, hey, you're going to lose this information if you don't save it and start paying a subscription, which they've never asked for, uh, then I'd buy it, because I, I really value and someday hope to look back and listen to some of these things, or maybe my kids or their kids will do that. I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, some Netflix show, the upload or whatever, uh, something like that, that sort of title. So in this thing, the plot is that you can upload your consciousness and people don't die, they, they're cop, or when they do physically pass away, their consciousness is uploaded, so it's saved. And the notion of walking by somebody's grave, fucking dark, cold, headstone, fucking bullshit wreaths, and all these little tokens of human appreciation and grieving. I just don't like that. You know, how cool would it be if you walk by somebody's gravesite and they say, recite their favorite poem or they talk to you like they are, like a sensor goes off and I can talk to you and some of the phrases that are common to me or have a conversation or just like if you go to a museum and you hear uh, forefathers or mothers tell a story, you know, Betsy Ross tell a story about the flag or fucking George Washington talk about how he cut down a tree or whatever half-truth stories that, that there exist out there. It, at least it embodies the person. It replaces in some way that physicality of a person that you can listen to their stream of consciousness, who they are. So not that I necessarily it matters to me to be remembered that much, but Anyway, I'm saving this for posterity, so I hope somebody listens to it. I'm happy that my friends are, there's a few of them anyway, that are tuning in in their very busy lives, that they would spend some time listening to my thoughts that are sometimes, whatever, pondering, angry, uh, profane, but it's me. This is part of who I am. So my friend said that... uh, Back in 2018, perhaps about the time I started this podcast, <clears throat> that I, I wasn't always saying, like, a lot a lot of these, my recent podcasts, I'm saying, like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, but I'm fulfilled or whatever. Like, it was worth the effort, but I'm exhausted. I do find myself tired a lot lately, and I don't know what that is a function of, necessarily. I mean, it could well be the pandemic. It just tweaked a lot of us. It's it's pushed us around and stressed us out more, and we're adapting, of course, but it's fucked up. It's a fucked up time to be alive. It really is. And so that takes a lot out of you. 
and people are wearing that. They are carrying that around in their physical bodies that I then work on. So I'm plugging into that and talking to them and trying to boost their energy level, to boost their level of consciousness and to make them feel less pain and to make their bodies work better. And so that takes energy. And so me being plugged into people, I'm adding some energy to their system and of course I'm sacrificing some of my own. It's a worth it's a worthwhile sacrifice, but I think that that's part of it. You know, probably the these crazy times in which we're living because I would love to have unlimited energy and have the surplus energy and time to do things that I you know, the to have some hobbies myself and not just sit around. I, I know one people, uh, now I understand a little bit better why people sit around when they get old because they're fucking tired, you know, and they've done a lot of things and now they just don't want to do anything. But I don't ever want to feel like that. That's why this is called making motivation. So um, it's, I'm also a client. This is for you as well as it's for me, as much as it's for me. So um, a couple things just to, so I appreciate anybody who would listen and uh, ponder what I'm trying to say. Take it in, make you think, make you laugh, make you cry, make you wonder about this human being that's, that you know. Obviously, if you know me, then there's more significance to this. Hey, I did have a guy reach out to me last week. That was uh, He listened to my podcast on circumcision, where I described talking to a a student about a test question where it was a true or false circumcision is always the right thing to do it's safe and effective and it's always necessary for reproductive health and sanitation which I don't think that there's evidence for that. The guy uh, did um, he was a clinician and mentioned that uh, that he you know, had this issue himself that it was something that he was deal with and um, and had an opinion on, and that, in fact, would would take care of a lot of people who had issues taking care of their foreskin and if they had problems with it. So there are some issues, some extra care that needs to be taken for anybody who has who is uncircumcised. Um, I know that this is a creepy way. Why is somebody talking about circumcision? Well, because it's anatomically correct, and it's an issue that young men need to deal with, and um, it's a social stigma if you're uncircumcised, right? Maybe the ladies are going to point at your dick, say you look like an aardvark or whatever the fuck. I am circumcised, by the way. Anybody who's trying to imagine my penis, um, it's very nice, I think. But anyway, so I appreciate this guy weighing in that somebody's listening. I don't obviously got some connection with me, uh, knows somebody that I know or found this podcast, if maybe he's just a complete stranger, lives across the country somewhere, um, maybe he just happened to be searching and found an interesting podcast, making motivation with Dr. Trill, and he's tuning in, so I appreciate listening, anybody listening, a couple things I want to talk about real quick, because I'm going to pull up to the house and freaking eat my dinner, and take a shower, and take a dump, not in that order, kiss my family, play with my dog, and hit the fucking rack to start all over again tomorrow. I want to talk about 
the musky scent that is coming out of this work truck in front of me, clearly smoking some reefer. Um, okay. No, but there's something that I'm calling um, face mask knee. Face mask knee. Acne. Face mask knee. I freaking wear these damn... COVID mask all the time. By the way, you can get the COVID-19 um, what the fuck bra. What the fuck bra? <laughs> YouTube, that YouTube station that played the COVID-19 thing with uh, uh, what the hell's his name? The televangelist guy. Um, Kenneth Copeland. They did a friggin', they have a store now and you can buy the Kenneth Copeland COVID-19 um Remix, you can get a face mask that has little fuzzy COVID uh, viruses and him in the background in his white suit. Uh, it's hilarious. COVID 19 from the state of Washington, the state of Maine, to Brownsville, Texas, and the tip of Florida. Today, we speak to the atmosphere. Today, burn this thing. This virus hates heat. You just burn this thing. Burn. Burn. I've called for a supernatural heat wave straight out of hell. So these fucking face masks that I'm wearing all day, adjusting, it's rubbing against the tip of my nose, and it's giving me some freaking contact dermatitis. I got a big fucking pimple on my nose. I displayed it to my anatomy students yesterday in class on Zoom, and describe the, the specific location of uh, this pimple distally on my nose uh, medi- in the medial sagin- medial median sagittal plane so right down the middle so at least I incorporated that into my my teaching uh, face mask nose pimples face mask knee acne face mask conjunction Okay, six-hour Zooms. I'm doing fucking six hours talking about histology. Stratified squamous epithelium, multiple cell layers thick, uh, uh, basement membrane, cells, a little cell nursery down there where stem cells are called keratinocytes. They advance in, in multiple uh, various levels of maturity until they reach the top, and then they're dead cells, and they uh, just all that remains is no organelles, just the, the protein keratin, which is like a... Uh, uh, a suit of armor that protects us from the environment, from uh, you know abrasions, from you name it. Microbes. Six hours talking like that. Imagine a six-hour podcast. I'm reeling. I'm hypoglycemic. My voice, my vocal cords are freaking over-vibrated, raspy. I've, I'm freaking tired, man. I'd rather uh, physically dig ditches. Than, than do any more than three hours of lecture. It, it's it's pain in the fucking ass, but I love to teach, so it's worth it. It's worth me spending the time talking about something that I enjoy and that I'm helping people with, but holy fuck, man. Zooming for six hours. No thanks. Uh, back to my pal, who, uh, guy worked in New York City forever. Yeah, businessman. So he was in the office the other day looking at, um, you know, pulling some files and 
taking stuff home and boxing shit up. Because nobody's filling those cubicles anymore, my friends. As I mentioned before, and is, uh, as is obvious. Imagine the entire city of New York. New York fucking city, the Big Apple. Well, all those people commuting on trains that are now comparatively empty. Okay? My buddies work for those trains. Early on in this pandemic, there were more people working on those trains, uh, conductors and engineers and whoever. More SEPTA or New Jersey Transit employ, uh, people employed by them, workers, than there were actually people riding the trains. So all those cubicles in all those big buildings with all those elevators and all those floors, they are fucking empty, my friend. He showed me pictures and video of the main, of these main causeways, huge streets, well-known, not to me, but into, to any New Yorker. You know these, these main roads, like 42nd Street, let's say, or wherever. You know, they're empty comparatively. All those sidewalks that were filled with people walking shoulder to shoulder, that ain't happening anymore. All those people are at home zooming. And all those uh, bosses and companies and corporations who thought that they needed all their to fill these big buildings with all their workers and their fancy fucking suits and ties and um, all that shit, that's over for the time being, maybe forever. Why would somebody that worked at Merck in a cubicle have to fucking actually go to this big physical building that looks like something out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? Why would they have to do that anymore? They don't. So it's just interesting how that's only two hours away, New York City, or Philadelphia, of course, 30 minutes away. And uh, these these big urban areas, they're, they may be forever changed by this. Uh, shifting gears. Uh, talking to some people today, kind of belly aching about, oh, these masks. I never hate to wear these masks. You know, patients and friends and stuff talking about how it's such a scam and uh, chainsaw carbon competition got canceled uh, about an hour north of here that I was considering jo- uh, competing in. And I saw that that's canceled till next year. Uh, some of the people who were involved were calling the, well, the pandemic had got it canceled. Now, like, like anybody wants this scenario, like anybody really wants the world and commerce and everything shut down, not to mention your precious chainsaw carbon competition. So we're belly aching about the masks and how the science and confusion and all this stuff. Like the kids gotta can't go to school face to face. Even my son, you know, last night he said, hey, Dad, I, I want to go back to school. My friends are in school. I knew that day would come where we would, you know, have to feel these questions and even a little bit of uh, discrimination. Hey, Oberst, how come you're not in school? What are you scared? What are your parents keeping you home? Something like that. You know, it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, when times are good and you don't see anybody getting sick to your left and right... Uh, which necessar- isn't necessarily the case for us. We, we do have at least one family who we know, uh, some people in their 30s, very healthy and young, and with no pre-existing conditions, apparently. Uh, guys fucking walk around with an oxygen tank. 
on fucking wheels. We got people in our family who got cancer. We got people in our family who got, you know, and friends who have COPD, who are old and who are fat and who are arthritic. And they could be easy prey for this virus. But if you don't see anybody getting diagnosed or, or getting sick or hospitalized or dying, then you're like, fuck it. I want my kids to go to school. I want to go back to work. I, this is bullshit, right? So right along with this, somebody comes in and says, or I get an email from the local school district that says, hey, we got two cases at, uh, at the high school. We got some cases, uh, some, some teachers at this school. And, you know, what happens now? So this second wave or whatever, it probably is on its way in. And, you know, people start getting the sniffles and cold and flu season comes on. There's going to be a lot of speculation about, oh, fuck, that was a damn, that was my uh, tiki that I got in the back of the truck. I got to repaint it, so no problem. But, um, you know, so just in time for people questioning, continuing to question the science and, the, you know, whether this is even anything to be worried about. You got people that are getting diagnosed with it. So what happens then? Whether or not it's going to going to kill them or cause permanent damage or not, whether or not the symptoms are severe enough to even be caring about them. I mean, a friend, another friend who was just in, said that an entire his son's knows a kid in a sorority. It was in a uh, fraternity at uh, Penn State. The entire fraternity's got COVID. So they isolate them, and hopefully that you know they. They don't have any, they don't get really sick and they don't get um, spread it to anybody else and they don't uh, have any problems down the road, which there's been evidence of talking about cardiac issues with COVID, even with mild cases, that there can be still be damage that is subclinical. In other words, you don't feel symptoms. So that's interesting, right? So just in time for everybody to start letting their guard down. Cold and flu season comes in. Kids go back to school. Now we got uh, teachers and students um, in the state that have contracted this. What happens now? People are going to go be scared, go back into hiding. What happens if you contract this? You still got to quarantine for two weeks. You know, to you, that might not be a big deal. If that was an issue for me, and I've been tested and I tested negative, but if somebody that, uh, like myself, who's a small businessman, you know, somebody can try, if I contracted this virus, I'd have to hole up and, and not go to work for two weeks. You know, that's a major loss for me. Of course, I would do it. Um, but my point is, we don't really know. We don't have a handle on this thing uh, as much as we'd like, if ever. Now we got... Uh, vaccines coming out and people are saying they wouldn't take them. I don't necessarily blame them. But uh, enough people start falling by the wayside, getting sick and dying. Somebody in your family, you'll consider very seriously taking a vaccine that shows safety and efficacy to the degree that we can demonstrate that in such a short period of time. Because we know that we need to test these medicines, vaccines, etc. before we take them. Right. Usually it takes years, so we're doing this in months 
trying to deliver it by Christmas, right? It'd be a nice Christmas present. Would you accept that Christmas present? Would you open it if it was in your stocking? Snort the spray up your nose or whatever the fuck? I read an article about Russia, about how they have a vaccine that's entered phase three, so they're doing trials with the public. There were, there were some symptoms, uh, side effects in, I don't know, significant amount of people that got the, the uh, vaccine. Now, supposedly some government officials took it as well as the public, different populations and the symptoms, although that might sound scary and you'll, uh, people will be intimidated about actually getting the vaccine based upon, you know, the, that there were these side effects. They were mild, most people, you know, some soreness in the injection site and mild fever or something like that. Other people, could it be more severe? Who knows? Could it fucking fuck you up for life? Never know. Risky time, my friends. So, uh, you know, there's that. But, uh, you know, so a lot of stuff to consider. A lot of stuff that to consider right now. And uh, a lot of people that are so sure and so partisan and so... Um, just otherized that we're at each other's throats and everybody, I'm not, I mean, I don't watch the fucking news anymore. Got me to the point where I just don't give a fuck. I give a fuck. I give a fuck too much, but got me to the point where I'm, um, I'm choosing to turn away from any of the ugliness in the world because it would just overwhelm me. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what I got. It's quarter to nine. I'm ready to end my day, only to begin it again tomorrow. Enthusiastically, you'll see me out there. And I'll look for you as well. I've got many more stories to tell. I want to thank all my listeners and uh, love and respect to everyone. I want you to uh, take life for all you possibly can. And be sure to give as much as you possibly can. Because when you give, you get. Yes, yes. Huh!